Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of Quinn's Corner Extended Storytime. Thank you all for tuning in, and without further ado, your host, Quinn. I mean, that wasn't me before. It's not like anything changed. Um, I'm the only one, only one who wants to do this. Uh, this week, I actually don't have a special guest again. Um, thank you to everybody that has contributed uh, in some way, shape, or form to... Uh, everything that I've done over the past couple months. Uh, this is the season finale uh, for season one, and I will take, like I haven't been taking a couple weeks already, but I will take a couple more, three, four, it might be a month, uh, weeks off to try and write a whole bunch of stories um, so it can be something I can release back to back to back. And next season... Uh, like I said before, it's kind of going to be a bit more of a uniformed uh, storyline as well, where everything will kind of be centered around one major event that's going to be happening. I'm not going to say too much of what that is. Um, other than that, if you like to talk about the story, or if you just want to get in touch and just say, hey, thanks for doing this, and I like what you're doing, or hey... You suck. You can always uh, reach out to me on Instagram, and that Instagram handle is the underscore Quintaro, and that's Q-U-I-N-T-A-U-R-O. And for Twitter, it's at the Quintaro. So, the exact same thing. Um, and also, Facebook is just Quintaro Ansley, and I think I might be the only one. But if I'm not... I'm the one with the really cool sunglasses. <laughs> uh, another little bit of announcement. Uh, since doing this podcast, I know it may not be like a lot to everybody else, but uh, for the past one, two, three, four, five, six episodes of Quinn's Corner Extended Storytime, uh, there has been 121 plays. So thank you again to everybody. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the season finale, The Shard, Part 2. A tranquil scene is set before us. The sun starts to fall over the mountain peaks in the distance as the moon rises over the forest. The lively sounds of the day make way for the stillness of the night. A gentle breeze blows through the forest, and the sounds of a pan flute accompany it. Deep in the forest, near a small pond, sits a cabin where the sounds of the pan flute originates. Inside the cabin, is a woman with skin as smooth and as white as marble, wearing a powdered blue dress that matches her eyes, with light blonde hair pulled back into a ponytail. So it wouldn't be in her way as she played. The woman played until the stars completely took over the night sky. The woman stood up to light some candles in the room to alleviate a bit of the darkness. As she does, a flash lights up the cabin for a moment. Once it dissipates, 
a man stands in the middle of the room wearing a hood. A look of joy overcomes the woman's face. The man removes his hood to reveal Zizian. Nix, my beloved. Nix runs over to Zizian, jumping into his arms. I've missed you terribly. And I you, my dear. Nix kisses Zizian with deep passion, then looks him in the eyes and asks, Did they find it? If they didn't, I swear I'm going to have words with Isaac about his so-called... In the middle of her rant, Zizian holds up his hands and a wooden box appears. Then Zizian clears his throat. <clears throat> There's no need for you to rip anyone apart, my love. For everything is coming together at last. Nyx then comes close to Zizian, placing her hand on his chest. She kisses near where her hand lays and looks into his eyes. Zizian meets her gaze with a gentle rub of his hand on her cheek, then places his thumb softly under her chin. Zizian leans down, and once again the two meet with a passionate kiss. Nyx pulls away and walks into the next room. Right before she turns the corner, her dress lightly lands on the floor just in front of the doorway. I suppose all this can wait until morning, he says as he makes the box vanish and then follows her into the room. The next morning, Nyx is awakened by the sounds of a pan flute being played outside. Wrapped in a blanket, Nyx goes to find Zizian sitting under a large oak tree near the cabin. How did you sleep, my love? <laughs> the little sleep that I got was quite delightful. A mischievous smile comes across Zizian's face as he looks towards Nyx. After a few moments, the smile dissipates and is replaced with a look of determination. Zizian stands up and walks to the pond. Then he has the box reappear holding it with a tight grip. An ominous wind blows by. Do you feel that? What? The wind? Zizian takes a deep breath. Yes. It is the wind that carries my dreams into reality. These are the winds of change. I can't wait to see the world you create. She says with a look of pure infatuation. <laughs> I'll go get dressed. Once Nyx returned, the two stood at the edge of the pond where Zizian was still holding the box. Zizian kneels down and takes out the shard, places it in the water for a few seconds. The shard begins to float on top of the water, only for a few moments before sinking. Zizian then 
begins chanting words in several different languages. All the words that he is chanting have the same meaning. Open. The winds start roaring. Dark clouds form in the sky. And the water in the pond begins to bubble ferociously. The water explodes with illumination. And the water turns into a bright shade of yellow just before it turns black. The ferocious bubbling subsides with just a few bubbles popping up now and again. If I'm not back in 24 hours, you must close this door. You just expect me to leave you without even trying to get you back? Nix, if I'm not out by then, then there's a chance he'll get out. And I'm not going to risk him getting a hold of you. Nick, surprised by Zisin's reaction, responds in a more tentative and concerned tone. Okay, if you aren't back by then, I'll close the door. Thank you. Walking slowly, Zixian goes into the pond. Just before his head dips in the water, he closes his eyes. Zixian keeps walking, but something feels off. He knows that he should be underwater, but there is no resistance as he walks. A soft, cold breeze hits him in the face, causing him to open his eyes. To see he is standing in a field of yellow flowers. Now the sight in front of Zisian is a strange one. The sky and the horizon in the distance in every direction is pitch black, while the flowers are visible and somehow the only source of light in this world. Zisian looks around. As he does, he hears a whisper right in his ear as if someone was standing right next to him. Could I not be a brave fool? No more than usual, but I'm in need of information that can only be provided by one who has existed as long as the universe itself. I do believe that you are also the only great old one who doesn't want to kill me on sight. So, Hester, I suspect you already know what I am seeking. Seeing how the king in yellow still has his tentacles rooted in the shadow of the multiverse. The flowers start to rustle and rise up forming a throne. As the throne finishes forming, a tall figure creeps out of the pitch black darkness at the edge of the field.
Hester appears as nothing more than a large yellow cloak with light green and yellow tentacles underneath as he walks over to his throne. Hester sits on the throne and uses one of the tentacles to grab a mask out of thin air and places it where his face should be. Zizian pauses, then swallows all the nerves and anxiety that Hester caused, and looks right at Hester. How can I destroy the multiverse, and recreate it all at once? I need to know if the whispers of eternity truly exist, and how to take a being's divinity. Hester lightly chuckles before answering Zizian. of any of them? What do you want? Hester's tentacles start to twitch and slither towards Zizian, forming a circle around his feet. would you have for those? Hester's tentacles quickly wrap around Zizian's body, hoisting him into the air. Hester throws Zizian to the ground. Zizian stands holding his side feeling one of his ribs had been broken. Forgive me for speaking out of turn. <clears throat> I will get you the souls. Now, which do you know the location of? A riddle. No, 
It seems you're leaving me with more questions than answers. Zixian looks up to see a faint flickering light start to dim, then looks back to Hester only to see the king and yellow is now gone, and the field of flowers are wilting away. With what seems like more questions than answers, Zixian reaches up towards the flickering light and he is pulled towards it. Just before his ascent is complete, Zixian hears one last whisper in his ear. Once reaching the small flicker of light, Zixian immediately feels his body engulfed by water. Zixian reorients himself and is able to swim to shore where Nyx has been waiting for nearly 20 hours. Nyx rushes over to Zixian and helps him to his feet. They both make their way over to the oak tree and rest on its large roots. After a few minutes, Zixian finally speaks. Next. No matter what happens next, thank you for your love. Nyx moves in and rests her head on Zixian's shoulder. Zixian then wraps his arm around her. No need to thank me for my love. Did you get what you needed? Yes. What must we do now? For a few moments, Zixian didn't say a word. They watched the dark clouds in the sky dissipate and everything returns to normal. As a hawk swoops down out of the sky and plucks a fish from the water, Zixian speaks. First, we assemble our forces. Then, we destroy Waterdeep. the end of that there is definitely more to come like i said uh look back in around a month or so and we should be back uh but until then if you haven't listened to all the past episodes go give them a listen let me know what you think uh thank you all again for tuning in i think i've said thank you like nine times already but whatever i'll just keep thanking you all until the world ends whenever that is uh, but like I said, uh, if you ever want to get in contact or anything, or just let me know what you thought, uh, want to discuss anything about the story, you can always check uh, check out my Instagram. Uh, there, it's the underscore Quintaro, and then also uh, Facebook, which is Quintaro Ansley, and then Twitter, which is at the Quintaro. Uh, thank you all 
for listening for this whole first season. And once again, thank you all for the support. I don't know how many times I can say thank you. You're probably annoyed by me saying thank you. But thank you and good night. Uh, I mean, it's night nighttime now. It's like 2 in the morning. But it's one thirty-six, whatever. But <laughs> even still, uh, thank you all for listening. Have a good day.